Hey everyone, welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman. It's so great coming to you today to talk about yet again, another one of my favorite things, fashion. How fabulous is that? Oh, I just love, love, love fashion and so much more, but I'm bringing you a local gal and I have so much to talk to you about with her, with her and about her, but Shelly McCarran with McCarran Designs. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's so excited. And if you could see everyone what's going on in the studio today, we have, oh my goodness, probably it looks like 10 different pair of loungewear and pajamas and it's so yummy. I do, and I have, and we had this conversation before, have my favorite pajama line. And I'm not sure if everyone does. I mean, my daughter wears a t-shirt and Lululemon shorts to bed. I'm right. not after this, but <laughs> but um, I do. But when I felt this and I read about this, I thought, I bet that's very similar because the fabric and it's just beautiful. The designs are amazing. And you're going to get to see and hear all about this. Um, but first, welcome to the show. And let me tell you, you have quite the story. I I do, I think. You do. You do. Okay. Let's see. I would say doctor, right? Yes. You're, you're a physician. Yes. You grew up in, in Austin, correct? Yes. I grew up in Austin, Texas. And um Probably would have stayed there forever, but I um, graduated from UT Austin, and then I wanted to go to medical school. And at the time, they didn't have a medical school in Austin, so I moved up to Dallas and went to UT Southwestern there, and did that for a good portion of my life. And now I've completely switched gears and Man. different different side of the brain, and I'm kind of just going with it. I mean, you are physician to designer all of a sudden i mean i know it makes no sense <laughs> no it absolutely makes sense because shelly i have had more women on the show and followers in my community reach out and say to me um, do a show on changing careers because who we were when we were in college is certainly not who we are now. Some people are. I mean, you have a passion for for the law or medicine or cooking like myself, right. but that doesn't find you in the long run. Is that correct? Would you say that's true? Sure. I think so. I mean, I think we're constantly evolving and it's never too late to switch gears and try out something completely different. Right. So that's exactly what I'm doing right now. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I, I mean, it looks like it. It's, it's amazing. When you, when, when you made that decision to change careers, are you sad? Are you excited or ambivalent? You know, I, I retired from medicine about a year and a half ago. It was actually April of 2020. So it was right after COVID hit, which is wow. a, whole, a whole separate podcast. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't miss, I feel like my <laughs> previous career as a doctor kind of ran its course and it was great. And now I'm just passionate about, um, doing more things that are creative and the artistic part of it and collaborating with my daughter, which has been so oh. fun because she is one of the most creative people I know. She's 18 now, but she was 15, I think when we had this idea and it's been great just brainstorming with her and she's kind of a problem solver and we've found ways to navigate around, you know, oh, how do we deal with this? And we'll it, it, just brainstorming and traveling and and creating. And it's just been really, really fun with her. I mean, I, that is, a, I, my daughter helps me in my business too. She's a, she's going to grad school at TCU, but she is working and going. And it's so exciting to see the wheels turn and creativity, like you said. It is. I mean, it's, it's it is. I love watching it. 
Yeah, a lot and of the fun. way the way her brain works is very different than mine, and so we make a good team. Is it how is it different? Tell me about that because there'll be mom and dads listening. How does her brain work versus yours? Well, I don't think she would mind me saying this, but she has ADHD. So does my daughter. Oh, really? Yes. And I think it can be such a great thing. Yes. Because um, she has a lot going on in her brain all the time, and it's all really, really good stuff. And so, and with that comes just a different perspective on how to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And so, in the diagnosis of ADHD, they do, mm-hmm. you know, all this psychological testing. Yes. And she is off the charts, crazy high with problem solving mm-hmm. and artistic and spatial things. And so she wants to become an architect, which is, you know, the perfect perfect thing for her. But in the meantime, we've uh, used the things we've learned from doing art and um, creating new things and new design and thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the main thing. So um, she just is amazing about having a totally different perspective on things than than other people and ideas that I never could have come up with right, on my own. Right. And you know, that generation, the generation, the young disease, I, it's amazing. I mean, you and I, Shelly and I, Shelly and I were attempting to make a TikTok in real before the show because <laughs> my 21 year old gal that helps me was trying to explain to me how to do it. And if it happens, you and I have won oh, because right. I'm 56 and I don't get it. Right. Oh, well, I don't either. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what TikTok was unless I had, you know, four teenage yes. girls in my house who you know, tried to teach me dances and <laughs> we attempted right, exactly. to do the dances together. Exactly. Okay. So tell me how this fabulous line started and everyone, the colors are beautiful. I know your website now is not depicting of what I'm looking at right now, but tell me how this was born about three years ago. About three years ago, yes. So um, I think it was one one evening, kind of late in the evening when I had my pajamas on and I was downstairs watching TV. I think I was watching The Bachelor. And with five teenagers in our house, they're constantly coming and going at all hours of the evening. And um, I always find, found myself when someone would come in the door with their friends or their boyfriend or or whatever, um, kind of scrambling to find a robe right. or that puffy vest that, right. that covers up the the parts. That right, you need exactly to cover. those parts, <laughs> or the or a blanket or something sure. like that, or um, you know, wearing a bra in the with your pajamas in the evening, which is no fun. Not no cool. one wants to do that, Mm-mm. right? Not cool. Like <laughs> taking the mask off now at the end of the day. Exactly, uh, exactly. Like, let's get rid of that. And so I started thinking, okay, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I think at the time I was actually wearing, um, I don't know if you ever go fishing, but there are those Columbia uh, Columbia or Magellan mm-hmm. uh, shirts that have the pockets on yeah. both sides. And for, for whatever reason, they just kind of work for that kind of scenario. Right. So I was wearing sweatpants and a fishing shirt. No, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, wow. And I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I thought, this is ridiculous. There's got to be a better way to do this. And so, and also with having four girls in the house, when I'm emptying the the dryer in the laundry room, it's like socks, you know, all these foam pads from the sports bras and the swimsuits are everywhere. So I thought, well, why can't we find a way to combine these two things and make pajamas that hide the the parts that you don't want to show. And, um, and so I just got on Google and I tried, I I was just going to buy some. Right. And they don't exist. So I thought, oh, okay, well, 
I'll, I'll find a local seamstress and I'll just have some made for myself and never thinking that this would become a business. But then I started talking to friends and family about it. And every time I would describe it, I would see this little light bulb go off Uh and and like people kind of wait, wait, what are you talking about? You know, okay, why doesn't this already exist? Mm -hmm. Or I would buy those, that kind of thing. And so I thought, well, okay, I'll have a bunch of them made and see if I can sell them. And the, the response is just been really, really exciting and great. So, um, along the way we've just, it's kind of grown organically and now we have a totally different vision, um, much bigger vision than, than we did at the very beginning. And, and now this has become my entire career. Your entire career. Right. I mean, is what I do all day, every day. Every day. Just, it's like project runway all day. Let me <laughs> ask you this other than, um, other than med school and your career, but I have branded and I've done television radio for 100 years, I feel like. And um, I've worked hard, hard worker. It would be definitely me. I have never worked harder in my whole life than I do with this career that I have started. Really? I mean, just... Well, it's your baby, right? Yeah. You've created it. You've built it. It's You own it. Yes. And, you know, with medicine for you and the culinary arts for me... It's like the it was like the back of my hand. I could I could do that, and right. it became. Um, I'm still in that. Of course, that's part of my brand, but I, it just became just so daily and just so routine. And I needed something to to break me out of the box and get me more excited. And I'm like, people are like, oh, you need to retire. My husband stole his bit, sold his business. And I'm like, I'm not done. I'm, not, I'm just not finished. So right. no. And now I work harder. I'm like, because half the things, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing. So. Right. But isn't that so fun? Yes. Learning about new things and yes. having different goals mm-hmm. and making the mistakes along the way. Sure. Oh and gosh. <laughs> I, I've made so many, but I've learned from every single one. Right. And sometimes they're good mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the clothes right now. There are a couple of things that were, came back from the factory. The different than what I had asked them to do. And I like it better. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, so, so, you know, we, it, it, these happy mistakes can sometimes be really fun. Because you said, I, I read in your bio and on your website, I mean, this, just like having a child, this does not come with a guidebook. Oh, no, absolutely not. Did you realize what you were getting into? I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, literally, I will tell you this. When I decided to have some made, I got on Google and I, I searched apparel manufacturing Los Angeles mm-hmm. and just got the names of a couple of companies. And the only reason I looked at Los Angeles was because my sister-in-law lives there and I thought, well, that'll be fun right. to go visit her. And at the time, my daughter really wanted to go to college in LA. Okay. And so I thought, well, we can go visit Nancy and we can <laughs> visit some colleges while we're there. So we'll just yeah, do that. Just have fun. We'll just do that and we'll make it a vacation. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it all started. So I noticed on your website, you have you have the short pajamas. I'm, I'm looking at the one that you um, that you brought white, stunningly beautiful, um, short sleeve and shorts. And um, d- is that how did you decide you have four colors? That that was the beginning, right? right that right. was so. How did you decide to go with shorts to go with the colors that you went with? So I also have you know my favorite pajamas 
my pajama line that I love to wear mm-hmm. before I ever started all this. And so I basically just took those out of the drawer and put them on and figured out, you know, how, what would I do to alter these to, to create the function mm-hmm. um, and to go with the style. So you know, our whole thing is fashion meets function. And so um, I just took those pajamas and decided to make the, the shorts and the short sleeve top, um, which is great for a lot of people. But obviously, you know, there's a fair number of people who want pants or who want long sleeves or who want a tank top or a nightgown. And so just through this process, talking with people, I've sort of learned where the holes are in the market and that's where we're headed. Right. And you, and they may start copying you. Well, that's th- the biggest form of flattery, that, right? Right. It is. <laughs> it is. But don't do it yet. It is. It is. So we give me we, a minute. I know. We we did apply for a patent two oh, years ago, good. and we are patent pending. Patent. Um, we should be hearing um, sometime within the next few months whether or not we've gotten the patent, and we need to add on to that. The structure of the garments have evolved from the initial design, and so we're actually going to have to expand that patent. Oh. But we have from the very beginning. We've um, you know I've listened to my fair share of podcasts on how I built this with. Guy Raz and mm-hmm. watch Shark Tank, and I understand. You know, if you could, if you come up with a really unique idea and it works, then of course people are going to want to copy it. That's and so true. we're pr- protecting ourselves as much as we can. Of you, know, you can't totally, but but we're working on it. Oh yeah, I didn't realize all the protection. I didn't realize the legal work I had to understand right. and the legal process in this whole thing. Right. Okay, let's go back to fashion meets function because that is resonating now and I want it to resonate with you all listening. So, in these pajamas and loungewear, explain to us, we talked about, you know, how you came about doing this. So you have these pads where in these pajamas? So the construction, uh, there's a couple different ways we're doing it now, but, um, one way or another, there are pockets hidden on the inside of the garment. It may be on the original layer or in some of them, we have actually an extra layer of fabric. And then it has a little spot where the foam pads can slip in and out, almost like you would do with a swimsuit or a sports bra. And so it's the exact same concept. I mean, there's nothing new or, you know, uniquely different about this. It's just that we're incorporating what already exists in sports bras and swimsuits into pajamas and eventually loungewear and streetwear and, right. and everything else. So I, mean, you've got I may, of, I may never wear a bra again for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm going to be in a really, a much better mood for the burn, rest of my burn life. Burn that bra. Burn <laughs> that get, bra. Let's get rid of it. Okay. So I'm looking at the blue, the two, we have to talk about Sarah Gentry here in a minute, but, um, so basically, this pocket, you would slip the pad in, right? And so there's no, your nipple's not showing, basically. Exactly. That's, that's, that's in thank essence. Thank you. Thank, thank you for saying there it. There it is. I wasn't it's, sure. Your lights aren't on, people. So that's just basically it, right? I mean, that's your, exactly. you know, with the print, it's one thing or black, but you have beautiful colors here. I mean, oh, this, thank you. y'all should see, um, there is a lemon print and you designed that yourself. I did. So, um, one of the, one of the things I've done over the last, I don't know, six or seven years with, with my daughter again was she wanted to take art lessons and, and I thought, oh, well, that's a great way for us to spend two hours a week together doing something. So I signed up for the same art lessons with our little, you know, a private teacher who is amazing. Um, and in, in the process, we just, 
sort of learned how to do art. And now I've gone from the canvas to the iPad, wow. which I actually enjoy a whole lot do more you? because you don't have to clean anything up. <laughs> no, no. I was working with oils and the cleanup process, the setup process and the cleanup process took too long. And so the, with, with the iPad, there's nothing to clean up and you can do so many amazing things on, on this app called Procreate. Um, Sarah Gentry is actually the one who introduced me to Procreate and, you can do everything that you would be able to on a canvas and then some. And it, it's been really, really fun. I mean, that is a different brain from a physician now. I mean, it, it's seriously. It's a little different. It's a little different. I mean, I think of that. I'm a very creative person. I'm like, oh, my gosh, could I do that? I mean, this is so you just you just sketched it out and did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sort of. unbelievable. It's beautiful. Sort it's absolutely. I mean, I make a, you know, I, I do a fair number of prints that aren't good, but <laughs> this but is the best. Every now and then I come up with something that I'm like, hey, I really like that. Let's turn that into a robe or, or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. And we have a, a, a local artist and I, she, she showed this, this one, I, I, this is going to be mine someday. I oh, mean, good. once you get this, this. I love so, this one. So my favorite colors are Tiffany blue and this, it's heart and Sarah Gentry, you can explain more about her, but I have a couple of her paintings and I'm just in love with this. I mean, it's just so She's unique. so talented. She is crazy talented. How did you connect with her and how did you, how do you get artists to collaborate with you? Does that right. make sense? Explain to I, everyone. You know, I can't remember how she and I met. We, we were neighbors, but I don't think we even met that way. Um, but then she's a, she's a, like a legit artist. Oh, I mean, yeah. she's really, really talented. I'm I'm kind of a, <laughs> a you know, wannabe. But um, so Sarah and I became friends, and then she likes to travel too, and has spent quite a, a good amount of time in France, and um, and so she initially invited me to come along with her on this art workshop in southern France that was just one of the best weeks of really? my entire life. Yes. It, we had more fun and two other friends came with us. And, and uh, so we, tr we traveled and we took a workshop and we would go paint um, like plein air painting in the steps of Van Gogh and Cezanne. And it, the whole week was just mind blowingly fun and, and crazy creative. Yes, it, it was great. And since then she and I've been on some other workshops in San Miguel, um, in Mexico and mm. things like that. So anyway, we've just become good friends, uh, over the years. And so when I decided to do some prints, she was the first person that I called and I said, Hey, you know, I, I have your mask <laughs> with the hearts on it and mm -hmm. all my girls do too. And then we have your scarves and, and I have one of her paintings in my foyer. I just love her work. And, uh, I said, would you like to collaborate with us on some pajamas? She said, of course. And so that's, that's, that's how that came to be. Yes. So she did, you, how did y'all decide on this beautiful blue? And it's lined, um, everyone, it's lined in the most beautiful stripe that's coordinating colors with the pajamas. And this is a, this is a pant. So how did y'all decide on the print? Um, I think I actually had one of her masks during the whole COVID oh, thing. Yeah. I had one of these exact masks mm -hmm. or else I had bought one for, for one of my girls. I bought them in every color she makes. And so we, um, I asked her to come up with something similar to that, but unique so that I could, you know, buy the design from her. And uh, that's how these things work. Apparently I'm, I'm sort of learning as I go, but she, she, she made a design that I could purchase and, and now make garments out of. What about your cheetah print here? 
Well, that one I did myself. Uh, I sort of spend a lot of time looking around online what other brands are doing. And this, the animal prints have never really gone out of style and they're kind of coming back with a little twist. So this is a, a pink cheetah print and I have a blue one. And that's another thing that, that I just created on, on procreate, just play around with it and eventually, you know, hopefully come up with something that looks good. Right. And everyone loves to (laughs) and attracted to. Okay. So I love your signature tie. So it's like a tie at the waist and it's black and white and it pops on every single color in this room. I mean, seriously. So you have this on every, I mean, is, was that something that someone told you that you needed to have a brand? Like, I think someone along the way did mention something like that. I I saw a drawstring on another brand in some children's clothing. And it was similar to the, uh, you know, a black and white pop on, I think some polka dot shorts. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, well, that's kind of fun and different. It gives a little bit of attitude. Mm-hmm. And so I'm making these sweet pajamas, but I don't know. I, I have a little bit of attitude and I yeah. thought, well, I should put some of that in the pajamas. Right. <laughs> so it does give it just a little pop of something different. Okay. Do you wash and dry these? Can you put this in the dryer? It's, it's yes. past the test, right? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, these are very low maintenance. They won't shrink. They won't pill. Um, you can, you know, put them in the dryer. Uh, there's no ironing involved. You know, we've tried to do really low wrinkle materials. Um, most of the, the garments are made out of bamboo spandex, which in addition to being a sustainable fabric, is pretty low maintenance and lasts a long time. And good, really, really good quality fabric. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make good stuff that lasts a really long time. When I you were talking to me about, I, I told you I, I definitely wanted a, a pair. And then my favorite line that I, before you, um, <laughs> my favorite line, I jump at the size. And now everyone listening has, knows I'm in, well, I'm post-menopause. I can't believe I'm saying that. Post. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there. But I mean, it's post, but I feel I need room. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm small. I'm a two, four, but I need room. Did you, does that, did that surprise you? Did you want to go, no, you're really a small or does everybody have their own? Oh, everyone kind of has their own way of wanting things to fit with, with the pajamas. Um, People like them a little bit looser, so sometimes mm-hmm. they'll go up a size, and I personally do too. And it's just, um, it's very comfortable. And the nice thing too about the bamboo is that it's really breathable and it's cool. And so I also get mm-hmm. hot sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and, hot. <laughs> well, estrogen. Yeah, we know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And so these are really cool against the skin, and they're really breathable, um, more so than cotton. Uh, so th- these are all things I've just learned over the last, I, I didn't even know the different types of fabric a few years ago, but now uh, I have a little bit better feel for what works with different styles and what keeps you cool and what keeps you dry and keeps you comfortable and what's soft against the skin. That's the other thing. So if we get a sample from one of the factories and it's not soft enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I put it on and I wear it around for a little while. And if it's scratching anywhere or the tag is bothering me mm-hmm. or anything like that, it's a, it's a big no. And so everything is really, really soft. I the love skin. that you don't have a tag. Right. That, I was, I was real big on that. I do not want a tag that either scratches the back of your neck or that someone will rip off Mm-mm. and leave that little, you know, remnant that nub. of the, that little nub, um, with the, the care tag on the inside. Yeah. You, you can't really get away with not doing that. Really? I've learned 
it's sort of, it's an industry, industry standard and it's, you have to have it. And so we've experimented with different um, types of material that are as soft as they can be. Mm -hmm. And so it's really not noticeable. It's not noticeable at all. Okay. So you have a tag. Now that's a robe over there, correct? This is a robe, yes, that I actually made for my niece. She's getting married next month and she wanted some matching robes for her bridesmaids. Ah. And and she had a very specific vision of what she wanted it to look like. So she and I worked on the artwork together and edited uh, for a while and and had this robe made. And then the tag that you're looking at is, um, it would be a tag that would be hanging with the price tag, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you you rip off and throw away. Sure. And we thought, well, we don't want to waste material on that. Um, the, the fashion industry as a whole is a very wasteful industry. And so we're trying to look for any opportunity to reuse and recycle. Wow. You know, we're, we're kind of pro earth. And so <laughs> these tags are made out of scraps of the actual material from the garment that would, that fell on the floor or, you know, or leftover that would normally just go in the trash can. And so we're, we're re- reusing those. I mean, that is, that's a great idea because it does. It just goes in the floor. It does. It just, it goes in the trash can. So we thought, why do that? And you just have that in with a tag. I love that that's your niece. <laughs> so did she find, did she find the, the uh, design and the fat, the fabric and well, everything? She had sent, so uh, she had sent uh, an example of a robe that she found on Etsy that had a botanical print. And my sister and I, um, my sister, her aunt, and and I, and two of my other sister's good friends are in charge of the bridesmaids for the wedding weekend. Ugh. And so she had sent us this Etsy robe and said, oh, we, you know, we need to get eight of these for the bridesmaids. And, and so I called her and I said, okay, here, here's just an idea. It's just an idea. You mm-hmm. can say no, but I'm about to make some robes. And if you want, I'll design it for you and we'll call it, you know, we'll name it after you and we'll let you have all the input that you want. She's oh, that would be so much fun to oh, have a gosh. unique robe. And the botanical print that she had picked out um, was gorgeous, but she said, I really want eucalyptus leaves and aspen leaves. And I Hello. thought, well, that's very specific. <laughs> and <laughs> that that's uh, narrowed it down there. <laughs> they narrowed it down. And so I just started drawing on my <laughs> iPad and came up with it. She wanted to, you know, the original version was a little too bright or a little t- too much contrasting colors. Mm-hmm. Or she wanted it to look like watercolors. And so we edited back and forth one night and within a few hours had the design. And she was like, let's do it. Let's, oh my let's make them. Now, is this specific for her or you will you sell this design or is this retired? This will be, this will be added to our line. Okay. It yes. will be. Yes. Oh, wow. So the, the initial shipment will be for her and she'll be the first one to have it. But then, um, it's, it turned out beautifully. And <sighs> so we're going to add it to just our, our regular production. What is the name? The Allison. The Allison. <laughs> okay. Now, does it have a tie or how does that work? Because robes does. are, you know, that's a, that's robes are one of those things that you, you have, you know what you like and like what you like. Right, you know? right, right. It, it does have a tie. And um, we, we also have either six or seven new robe designs what? coming up and they are so cool. I'm so excited about these robes. I've, I'm working, I'm partnering now with some designers in New York and, and this designer in Australia. I told you I'm going, go big or go home. Girl, 
That's what I said. But man, I'm big. Let me tell you what. Cheers. <laughs> the check writing just doesn't end, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and it, it's it's kind of scary sometimes. It is. But, no, I'm getting all these incredible design ideas from these design, you know, the, the mm-hmm. people who go to fashion school and this is their life and they design for big brands and uh, they've come up with some amazing ideas in uh, robes and I mean, we're, we're branching out to joggers and hoodies and crop tops with long skirts Mm-mm. and we're just kind of going nuts. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the next Tory Burch. That'd be great. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> I know. I know. I love her. I love her. Okay. I'm going to take you back to fabric because does every single piece, is it the same? When I, help me out here. Is it the same blend of modal or spandex no, or bamboo? No, they, they are different. So apparently, uh, you know, based on the construction and the, the pattern, like the paper pattern of the garment, um, some things can't be made with that bamboo spandex fabric that we really? started off with. Okay. Right. It just doesn't work for the construction. And so we, we've, um, we've stayed with all natural fibers. We're not doing anything synthetic. Um, but we're branching out a little bit to, um, birchwood, which is kind of like a bamboo Wow. and we'll do some cotton and we'll do, um, trying to think of some of the other ones. Well, we're going to do some silk, um, I've had to learn the difference between silk and satin. They are not even close to the same thing. And <laughs> they didn't teach you that in med school, did they? <laughs> we didn't have a course on different types of fabrics no. in medical school. No, no, no. That was weird. Um, so I've had to learn all those things. But so we, we have a lot of different types of fabrics coming up. So let me take you back to, so you started this during COVID. Is that right? Or kind of in? It actually, been, no, We're still there. No, but, we had the idea before, way before. Three, three years, three yeah, years. Okay. Way before COVID was even a thought in any of our heads. So what I've heard from designers that have come on the show or people that, you know, vendors, that the, the biggest challenge for them during COVID has been the manufacturing. Is that yes. true? Have you, have you run into that? Yes, that is a really big problem. Is it? And it's not getting better at this point. Um, I started off production in the United States. I wanted to be, you know, proudly made in the USA, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, but that's, that's a whole nother story, but, um, it's just not going to work that way. Um, it just costs too much to manufacture in the United States. And, and honestly, maybe it's the, the design firm or the, the factory that I just ended up with, but the craftsmanship is not as good as what you can get in some other countries. And so right now we're in production in um, some of the Asian countries. Uh, We only work with countries where you can actually uh, reward um, with, with money, with cash, the actual artisans who have their hands on the fabric. And so um, there are some countries where that's not possible. Um, I don't, I won't, talk too much about another the podcast. <laughs> That's another, podcast. another podcast. But yeah. we do make sure to work with countries where we can reward the actual worker, not just the factory. And we can um, give back to the community. And in fact, with COVID now, uh, a lot of the women are not able to go to the factories, um, in particular in India. They've been hit really, really hard over the last few months with COVID. And they're starting to open back up again, but a lot of the women aren't back at work. And so we're trying to come up with some innovative ways where we can have the work uh, 
done at home rather than in the factory. So certain types of embroidery um, versus printing. And so we're trying to incorporate some things that that women can do at home right. to, to get back to work. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now, tell me about the code, the QR code, because we all know what that is now. After. Right. I didn't know what that was a couple of years right. ago. Of course we didn't. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Now we, that's how we, yeah. you know, order online or right. I'm not online, in restaurants. So yeah, right. tell right. me about the code because that's a story in itself. Right, right. So um, the QR code is something we've all become familiar with over the last couple of years because that's that's how we look at our menu when we mm-hmm. go out to eat. Um, so uh, I'm, I've partnered with... Uh, a guy who owns a company called Fashion for Globe, and he's been amazing. Um, we actually found each other through our children's um, school Instagram, I think. Our kids go to All Saints. And they posted something on Instagram one day that was um, about an article that that had written, been written about our company um, in Fort Worth Magazine. And I think his wife saw it, get, brought it to his attention, and he contacted me and he said, you know, we really need to meet for coffee. We, we've got some things to talk about. So I thought, okay, that's great. And so within an hour of meeting with him, I thought, oh, this is a partnership that is really going to work. He has access to designers and factories and other things like that all over the world. He's been in the fashion industry for 20, 25 years in the IT part of it, but knows that industry. And he was really, really excited about this idea. And he he's just as excited about this product as I am. And so we've um, partnered together. And how did I start? Oh, the QR code. So that's his idea. I can't claim it. Um so every garment is going to come with a tag that has the QR code on it and you scan it with your phone and it will tell you the story of that garment from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Who designed it, who cut the fabric, who sewed the fabric, where it came from, and it it has a narrative. And so every piece that that is purchased has a story that comes with it, which mm-hmm. I think is genius. Genius. And especially with COVID, I think everything's more meaningful. Everyone wants a story. Everyone wants a narrative that makes you feel good of course. or that tells you the history of what you're buying. And so it's been a really fun way to kind of bring that to life. I mean, that's amazing. And you met him on social media. I mean, you, you found him. Right. He, through, through the school Instagram site and so in a roundabout kind of way, right, I right, guess. Right. 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 Which brings me and to I, I agreed to have coffee with him because I thought, well, he has a, a kid in the same school, you know, it's kind of makes sense. It's, yeah. It's safe. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and, and my point is social media. Oh right. my gosh. I mean, I, I found, you found me through social media, exactly. a friend, but social media, the power of social media. Can right. you do your business without it? No. Isn't that amazing? I don't, no, you can't anymore. Who knew? It's such a big factor. It is. And I'm not real good at it, I will admit. Um, but you don't have to be. You, you have five teenagers. You, well, that's true. That's Four true. teenagers. I have, I have five. Yeah, oh, yeah five, five teenagers that can help me with. I didn't know how to do Instagram. I had a Facebook account, right. but I didn't have Instagram. Now I have Instagram. Of course, you, <laughs> you have to, right? Yeah. And and there are companies that you can hire to mm-hmm. totally take over. I, I figured out that I'm I'm good at certain aspects of this business, and other parts I'm not good at. Or I just don't enjoy. And so I try to avoid doing a lot of the stuff that doesn't, 
that I'm not passionate about Mm -hmm. because it just saps my energy. And so um, social media is one of those things. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm not real good at it. it, You know, it's just not my thing. And so I'm hiring out. It takes a lot of time too. It's very time consuming. Mm -hmm. Especially if, if you're, you know, if you're our generation, of course it does. And that's what I'm trying to do is a little bit foreign. Oh, good grief. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just so foreign, but you know, the, the, the power of social media and that's my business now, I mean, influencing, but what I'm, what we are during COVID, it was dead silence. And we swore, we are about a year and a half into this podcast and we swore that we were going to survive it. And we had a podcast every Tuesday during, we, Paul and I both, we did it, we did it. And it wasn't easy, but what I'm finding now is where, um, my husband and always has always said that stay in your lane, hire people smarter than yourself in areas that you're not very brilliant at. And that's what I've done. He's, and he's a and smart guy. He is a smart guy and he's retired and he helps me so much, but it is, it's, it's, it's zapping my energy to not do what I need to do in this business. So right. when you're up at three or four in the morning and writing podcasts and you're, you know what I mean? Like you're doing things you're, you should not be doing. Exactly. Right. And so that's what I found with this business. And I don't know if it's maturity or what it is. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's about the maybe, young, maybe a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah. The young ones telling me like your daughter, it's like your daughter saying, you know, she's got that creative brain, things that you're not thinking about. And I, I don't know. Did you ever go through this phase of your life where I'm like, I'm going to do it all. I, I, I got, oh, out, yeah. you know, a bunch of times, not anymore. <laughs> I can't do that anymore because I make right. too many mistakes. You right. know, I mean, right. for sure, for sure. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm jumping back to the fabric here. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but this is that the, you know, the cooling pajamas or the cooling Have you, you know, you, I'm sure that's, that's a, that's a buzzword and a trend right. word. Is that because of the fabric? Like, is it, is it because of the, you know, whatever the fabric content may be? Does that make sense? I guess. Um, I know that some fabrics are more breathable than others. Okay. And that, that plays a big role, but I, I'm still learning. You're actually, learning. I am, I'm still learning. Um, and so whenever I get a sample of something, I just wear it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I sleep in it and then I wash it and I dry it and then I put it back on and I just sort of live in it for a while. And then I decide, oh, there are certain things I like about it or certain things I don't like about it. And it just evolves that way. Right. So um, I bought a couple of years ago, red pajamas from my favorite at the time, at the time, I'm going to start saying that red pajamas my the fabulous, it feels good and everything. So for the girls and my family. So I changed my sheets. Oh, no. You know where this is going, yes, right? Yes, I already do. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, red sheets. <laughs> I mean, red sheets. And I love those pajamas. Oh, my gosh. Right. But I can't do it because every time, and I've washed them 1.5 thousand times. Right. I have, and I can't. I've done the old school vinegar soaking. I've done everything. Nothing works. So right. that's something that was that, not tested, right? Right. That just comes with the, the quality of the fabric. And sometimes <gasps> you don't know what you're getting. But... Um, so our pajamas, I have a red pair sitting right here. Mm-hmm. You should be able, the very first time you should be able to throw that in the laundry with a white towel and there's no bleeding. Mm-hmm. And, and we're real big on that. So our, our, our price point on these is, is not low. I mean, but we are really, really paying acute attention to detail and you know, fabrics and dyes that won't bleed and fabrics that won't pill. And I didn't even know what pilling was two, right. two years ago, but, um, you did too. The, the, you were just <laughs> prescribing them. 
You're prescribing the pills. It's not talking about the pajama totally filling. different kind of pill. You're right. right, right. I never thought of that. That's so funny. Or you could be, you're such a pill, right? I know. Exactly. Pill use many. Yes. Yeah. So you're learning about that, right? Right. So right. that makes sense. But I never threw, I always separate my laundry. But that's on those sheets for good. Right. It's not coming out. No, no. And I'm sure the sweating of where I am in my life. But isn't that crazy? Right, but right. I asked my daughter about her. She said, yeah, it's the same thing right. on her sheet. So, I mean, something you just don't think about because exactly. this red is beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. I know. I but it's a, it's a common thing that we all have to deal with. How do you do sizing? So your small, medium, large, that's that's your extra large, that's your sizing, correct? Right. And we're going up to 2XL and 3XL in our coming production lines um, because there's sort of a void in the market uh, oh, yeah. with those larger sizes. And, and we want to create something that will fit as many women as possible. It's, it's difficult with the type of garment that we're doing because we're all built so differently. Some of us are big, some of us are small, some of us are high, some of us are low, mm-hmm. some of us are sideways. You know? right, right. We've got all kinds of different body types. And so we're not, we're never going to probably be able to accommodate every um, type of body, but we're trying to do as, as many as we can. Um, so but the, the sizing, we started extra small, which is zero to two. We do small, medium, large, uh, XL, and then eventually two and three XL. And we try to stay pretty true to size as far as industry standards go. So these factories that are actually putting everything together have a lot of guidelines on what the industry standards are for those different sizes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I just have to kind of trust trust them to some extent. So, yeah, and I get th- thrown off sometimes when I see um, manufacturers or, I mean, I, for example, Tory Burch, I know my size. And hers right, is there are t- certain brands where you know exactly, you, just know you can what just it order is. online because sure. you know how it's going to fit Exactly. You. But it throws me off when it's two to four, four to six, 68. I mean, it just really does because I'm right. like, is it really? Is it, yeah. is it really, you know? And then, then I look at the ch- size chart. So, was that a difficult decision to make to do this SML or, or? It, it was. I, I looked at a lot of size charts online <laughs> of all the different you know high end uh, pajama brands and sort of compared one to the other and printed them all out and spread them out on my desk and try to figure out exactly how we want to go about doing this. So we are sticking with the small, medium, large thing instead of numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, there, you know, these are you know, stretchy fabrics too, that they have spandex in them. And so like I personally could wear uh, either a small or a medium in these and I'm equally comfortable in both of them. You are. So there's a lot of room for error. (laughs) Right. 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 You were telling me, um, we had these laid out. We have everything laid out now. You were talking to me about waistbands and I'm asking due to trends because the waistband and the original um, design that you have that I'm, that, that I'm getting is a very thin waistband. And then you said you went to a thicker waistband because is it trend? Is it comfort? What is it? I think it's a little bit of both. So when I had my initial prototype that the pajamas that I bought and found myself wearing the the waistbands were maybe half an inch <clears throat> and now everything that's made if you, if you go to a boutique or you look online or whatever um, the waistbands are all wide I mean two inches is pretty much the minimum that you'll see and sometimes um, my girls are even buying athletic shorts that are three or four inches mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. the waistbands and and kind of the high-waisted thing has gotten more popular and so it's just kind of 
changed right over time but we're trying to stick with the the current trend and and honestly it is more flattering to have that wide waistband because it doesn't pinch and you mm-hmm. don't get the the muffin top the, the, little, <laughs> the little areas poking out that you don't want to poke it it just looks better right exactly you know what i was just thinking about i have a friend that's um she's about to have a baby i've had maternity like this for lactating Post-maternity, yes. lactating women. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because my niece what? has a three-month-old and she's a nutritionist in Waco, um, Courtney. And she um, she's the one who brought that up. She said, you know, this is great for women who are breastfeeding. Right. And I hadn't... I hadn't thought of that at all. But that's not been in your mind. No, really. well, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> don't want to do that again. No, thank you. No, got it. Uh. I mean, seriously, that is. But it is. Yeah, I mean, because the breast, then we have the, the uh, bra that, yeah, yeah you that, don't, you that don't thing. Want all that. And then, <laughs> and then also for women who have had plastic surgery or, um, you know, breast augmentation or reduction or breast cancer patients or, it just, it makes so much sense for so many different type of women. Absolutely. Do you see yourself going into lingerie? Uh, like sexy lingerie? No, or? just, I mean, panties and, and mm. bras. And, or no, you're going to leave that to someone no, else. No, I think that I'm going to let other people do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let y'all handle it. I'm just going to have the inserts there are plenty in the pads. Of people, yeah, I don't want any support. I just, I just want to be modest and wear something super comfortable. Right. Not the sexy line. You mentioned the sexy right, line. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's... Yeah, there's an... No. I mean, that has its place. Oh, yeah. On the floor. <laughs> but not... not. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Not in my living room no. with five teenagers no. coming and going. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. So do your, do your daughters wear your pajamas? They do. They do. They do. They love them. I know. And their friends and... Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So your price point, go back to your price point and, and it's quality. So, I mean, it, it is, it that is. was, They're, that has to be a difficult, difficult decision. Well, we had to really uh, think about it. Um, you know, I would love to have something that has a price point for everybody. Uh, but you have to sacrifice some amount of quality if, you, if you're going to go to a lower price point and everything we make honestly is done meticulously and really good fabric and excellent stitching and the piping and the pockets and the details, everything we pay a whole lot of attention to. So, um, so the price point is a little bit high. It's, it's not out, uh, it's lower than some of the major brands that you think of. Like, can I say the brand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like Eber J or mm-hmm. PJ Harlow, PJ Salvage, uh, Lunia, mm-hmm. Soma. Those are some of the brands, Bedhead, uh, that I look at a lot and, and we're right along with You're those. Yeah. We're, we're right along with those, right. those brands. Well, in quality, I mean, honestly, if you can, if you can fit this in the dryer, it doesn't shrink. Right. I'm in. Right. There's I'm no dry in. cleaning. There's no ironing. No. And do you take the pads out when you wash them or does it, does it? I personally don't. You um, don't? Okay. No, I just. I just don't think about it. Um, sometimes if you put them in the dryer, they, the, uh, the pads that we have now, we're, we're actually in the process of improving um, the structure of them so that they maintain their, they're soft and they're flexible and not too stiff, but they do what they're supposed to do, which is a whole nother. <laughs> right. it's, it's really kind of a science experiment. But um, 
sometimes after you get them out of the dryer, they they might be a little bit crinkled. But if you run them over a steamer, they pop right back into place. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great because mm-hmm. some swimsuits, ee. Right. Oh, yeah. They fold in half or <laughs> stick away the point, there. Pointy I know. I know. Parts. I just, gosh, can I just leave these out? Good grief. No, you cannot. You can't. You For can't. this reason. No, I'll, you can't. No. Not if you want to be around other people. So you mentioned, I asked where you were. You said you've done some pop-ups and some events, but you're in some boutiques. Can we talk about that? Sure. Sure. I'm in uh, the collective here okay. in Fort Worth on Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that's been a really fun, I've gotten to, to know some of the other local ladies there who have their, their stuff to sell. And, um, that's been fun. And then I'm in a boutique in Dallas called Tallulah and Hess. Yes. And that's been a great experience too. So those are the two stores that I'm in right now. And for now, I'm waiting to get into some other stores because we have so much down the line that we're excited about. Mm -hmm. So I want to wait until I have more of that to show. Right. So how often do you come out with new? So you've had your design. This I know this is new. And so I moved. So futuristically looking, how how often do you change seasons, I guess, or spring, fall, fall? Are you doing? Well, we, we have put things in high gear over the last couple of months and we're going to have new styles for every season going forward. Um, for example, right now I have, let's see, I hired three designers to submit 30 mm. styles each. So I have 90 styles oh, um, that I'm trying stars. to narrow down to 40 of my favorites. What? That it, it's really hard because I love all 90 of them. You do. And so we're narrowing those down to 40 styles um, to go into production and trying to balance how quickly to go into production versus having things to actually sell and the revenue versus the expenses and all of these business decisions that I have no business making Mm-mm. because I didn't, right. you know, I have no history of learning any of those things. And so it's just, we're learning as we go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. The it's excitement. Fun. I it's know. Fun. It's nerve wracking, but it's fun. <laughs> I'm not bored. No. Board is not in our word. Our, no, 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 I don't no, do no, that. no, no, no. And and your friends just look at you sometimes and go, "What are you doing?" But are they sort of? Yeah, <laughs> myself. They're like, "What are you doing?" Exactly. I'm like, I don't know, but know. just hang in there. I know that we'll I do kind of get those looks. Like, are you sure you want to? Okay, but once once they hear the oh the vision of it, it, it clicks. So, um, your family and your husband. Yes. What do they think about this? They're all for it. They, yeah. They've they had fun sort of creating with me and trying things on. And we brainstorm ideas. And then I'll, I'll send, uh, like my girls, I'll send them a copy of something that I got submitted from one of the designers. And they'll, they're very, in a good way, very opinionated. Yes. They, they know exactly what they like and exactly what they don't like. And there's no two ways about it. And so they will get back to me immediately on, uh-uh, or or mm-hmm. yeah, go with it. Right. And, or they won't like the color or the, the cut or it's too long or something like that. Um, cause now we're, we're making dresses and we're making joggers and hoodies and wow, oh, everything else you can think of. Um, so it's been great. I have my own little focus group just in my house. Right. You know, and, um, in the beginning, I guess I'm, hey, we're getting close to three years, two and a half years of doing what I'm doing. Start out with Instagram and, and, uh, moved, you know, grew quickly after that. But in the beginning, 
not people I wouldn't even know, but people that I did know would give me feedback. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going, do you have any idea how much time that that took oh. to do it? And it was just, oh, and, yeah. and it was, yeah, that's a whole can of worms. You have to be careful who you talk to. This is true. Because, and I've been sort of protective about who I talk to because, okay, Sarah Blakely, mm-hmm. who started Spanx, mm-hmm. she has a great story and a great podcast on how I built this with Guy Raz. And I've listened to it a couple of times. But one of the things that really stuck with me about her, she's she's the lady who came up with the idea for Spanx and the rest is history. Right. But she um, kept her idea to herself really for at least a year because she really believed in it. Mm-hmm. She said, I know this is going to work. And she didn't want to tell the wrong person who might dissuade her or, mm-hmm. or like kind of smush, sure. smush her idea. Yeah, crush your dream. <laughs> crush your dream. You burst mm-hmm. your bubble, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of kept it to herself until she knew that she had something that would work. Mm-hmm. And then she told people about right, it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and it is, it it's is, hard to stay motivated. You it know? is. It I is mean, there's so many roadblocks, so many hurdles and a hundred different ways to mess it up. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. But um, yeah, makes, you have to stay motivated. I love that because it is, you do share something and they're like, no, that'll never work. And you're like, ah, but yeah. you're right. I love that. That is a great, for everyone, that is great advice. You right, know, right. But you want to share, but yeah, sometimes you just don't have supporters. Or exactly. You well, you never know what yeah. people are going to think. That's you know, right. Gonna, oh, go for it. And other people are going to be like, oh, that's, that's really not very that's, wise at I this stage that. in your life. To, stage of your life. <laughs> Hello. Like, I know. I like, said I'm not finished. Don't you have enough to do? <laughs> no. Five kids are not uh-uh. enough. Uh-uh. No, it's all about me. Well, I am so proud of you and so, Thank so you. happy to meet you. Thank and, you. You too. Okay. You have to promise that I have the opportunity to purchase this. Yes. Ah. Oh, please yeah, let me know. I'll, when, I'll give you a pair. You know what? This is a photo shoot right here. Let me just tell you, everybody. <laughs> Audrey Dollins, if you're listening, this is my photographer, my brand manager. This one right here. You can't see it, but it's... Looks just like me, though. Anyway, <laughs> okay. How can we find you on social media, your platforms, your website? So my website is www.mccarrondesigns. That's m c c a r r o n designs dot com. My Instagram is at mccarrondesigns. Pretty simple. Uh, Facebook, same thing. McCarran Designs. So I was able to, I guess my maiden name, is, McCarran is my maiden name. It's unusual enough that I was able to get those domains and and uh, which have, is tough. It, it, yeah, it's just. You know, across the board is McCarran Designs. There's a lot of Tiffany Blackmans out there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who knew? Who right, knew? So right. it's Tiffany C. Blackman. Well, it right. is a fabulous meeting. You, We cannot wait to watch you grow and you being here on the podcast because I know you're busy and yes. taking an hour, two hours out oh, of your day. This has been so fun. Thank you so much. So fun. And I am so excited for you all to see and listen and observe. And everyone, you know, you need to keep head- headlights in check. And right. so hide those headlights, ditch the bra. Shelly's going to do it. She's going to help you do it, everyone. So everyone, please keep listening and rate and review this and let us know what you think about this podcast. And hey, is there anything you want to talk about? We got you. We got you covered. So everyone, thank you so much for listening in and keep being fabulous. 